right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management, we talk about rehab after surgery, we talk about improved mobility, and we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right. It is, once again, OT Appreciation Month, which is, I, I just, I'm, I'm always fascinated by that. I didn't know that. I don't, it's not on my iTunes or my iCalendar. It's not there. I don't know why. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, pediatrics. We've got two incredible OTs representing core physical therapy. And uh, the first one is Zibby. Uh-huh. Yep. She, I did say that, and you are right. It's a fun name. And Gabrielle, that is a fun name. Don't get me wrong. But uh, anyway, so Zibby, for the listeners out there, let's talk a little bit about a 411 on who you are and why you're such an incredible OT professional. Hi, everyone. My name is Zibby, as you just heard. Um, I've worked with Cora for several years now. Um, I work with both adults and kids, but my passion has always been with pediatrics. Um, and uh, I work out in our outpatient clinic. I work in early intervention services in the home. Um, and then I've worked in schools as well. And I just absolutely love working with kids. What a passion. All right. We're going to spring on over to you, Gabrielle. Give us a little background on you and all your background and why you're such an incredible OT professional. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Gabrielle here. Um, like Zibby, I work in schools, I work in the clinic, and I work in early intervention. I'm our newest early intervention manager here in Virginia, and we'll talk more about what that means later. Um, and before I was an OT, I worked and did behavior therapy. So, oh, oh, did you just say good behavior therapy? I did behavior therapy. It's a, a different type of therapy. Yeah, I was going to say, well, of course you did in good behavior therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. Why? <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's uh, let's start out. Let's talk a little bit about this. Is uh, for you, Zibby. What is Cora Kids? What is it? Cora Kids is the pediatric side of Cora Physical Therapy, um, and so we offer a lot of services: um, speech therapy physical therapy and occupational therapy for kids. That could be in the home setting, the school setting, or in our outpatient clinic. So you, um, pretty, much, you pretty much covered all. In that core kids, you cover it all. We cover that. As a parent, I could just go, right, hey, let me talk to you a little bit about core kids. And, and you could say, okay, yeah, we've got this service, that service, and be able to uh, focus, point to the right solution. Now, Gabrielle, what... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the OT's role within sort of the kids and youth. And, and I have to ask the question, that, uh, what's the age limit? What's, what's the top part? You know, I got the bottom part. What's the top part <laughs> age-wise? For pediatrics, um, the oldest I've treated on the ped side has been 18. Um, and that's because mm -hmm. she started in our program when she was a bit younger, but also developmentally she was – um, more appropriate for a pediatric therapist. Um, but of course, you know, at Cora, we work with all ages and stages. So 
Yeah, it's across the board. So talk to us a little bit about that OT's role within the youth and, and uh, children focus. Mm -hmm. So as Zibby and I have touched upon, we work in schools. And when you're working with kids in schools, you're helping them reach academic goals. Um, and for OT, that could be anything like helping with handwriting, helping with attention, helping, you know, provide strategies for the classroom, for the entire classroom. It really just depends, but essentially the root at the root of occupational therapy, we're like, what is, what is the function? What is motivating for this child or adult and what's getting in their way and how can we help them reach their goals? Um, I have to ask the question real quick, and this is to you, Gabrielle. Mm -hmm. uh, how does it start? How do I know? I might, uh, my, my child might have a, a challenge, whatever it might be. How do I, how, how does it begin? That is so different depending on the family. So some kiddos get referred through early intervention, meaning um, they were born with a, uh. a set sort of diagnosis and they immediately get a referral. Some kiddos have what we call developmental delays and their pediatrician will pick up on it or their parents will pick up on it. Um, and they'll bring it up to their pediatrician and say, you know what, my kid, you know, is three years old and they're not talking or they're not walking or um, they're having a really hard time having these really big meltdowns. So, mm -hmm. and then like some kids get to school and we evaluate in schools as well. Like that. Let's talk a little bit about infants. Coming to you, Zibby. Uh, I mean, what, what, what can you do from a service perspective? What can infants receive? What can infants receive? Yeah. So um, what's really neat is OTs are specialized in their ability to identify um, developmental delays or other concerns very early on in life. And that can be from how a baby is eating to how a baby is rolling to the shape of their head or how their neck is aligned. All of these little pieces, OTs, PTs, speech therapists, we start from birth, really understanding how development is going for that baby. Um, so we mentioned a little bit early intervention services. When it comes to a baby, um, they fall in that birth through three category. Um, and so we, um, we would talk with families once we have all the paperwork set up about, um, you know, what their concerns are, provide education, provide strategies, um, and really work to empower parents to know how to work on those things with their children I would or imagine, other caregivers. Yeah, I would imagine one thing that uh, uh, as a parent, that conversation between myself and the OT regarding the children that's a that's a very important conversation the, the, i mean you would have to be a part of that conversation i mean parents would be very emotional with it when it comes to this yeah we we um we're there for all of it you yeah. know especially all our early intervention therapists we really want to connect with families with caregivers and figure out what are their barriers to really um being the ones to take charge of their child's treatment you know is it learning more about what it means to rotate your neck in the right direction. Interesting. Is it that they have five children and it's really overwhelming and they need us to come up with creative ways to work in therapy activities throughout their week. Um, so we really try and look at the whole family's Got picture um, and answer those questions. All right. <clears throat> to you, Gabrielle. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the role of school-based uh, 
services? What I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? It means I'm assuming just what OTs do in, in schools. A lot of people don't know. They're like, oh, okay, outpatient. Okay, maybe early intervention, but oh, you're in schools too. Um, we're kind of everywhere, but it. It's so it true. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Trust me. That's why we're celebrating you on this month, OT celebration, because you're everywhere. Yeah, and I think it's important for parents to know, too. They don't know a lot of times that their kids may qualify for um, school-based occupational therapy services. So what that entails is typically an OT goes and does a an, um, skilled assessment and comes up with a plan and says, hey, you know, I think this child needs assistance in X, Y, and Z. And like Zivi mentioned, we're, we're skilled in analyzing where the intervention is needed and justified, and then working with the school staff as well as the students so that they can handwriting is the most easy one I think to picture a lot of our kids really struggle with handwriting that we help in the schools um, or just (laughs) I know my handwriting is not good so (laughs) but I think I communicate (laughs) well someone who gets uh handwriting services may not be able to they may have some visual perceptual difficulties or um they may not they may have a hard time using both of their hands so one hand to hold the paper the other hand to write they may switch hands because of uh grip weakness lots of different things it never stops i mean you guys are right on the front line and not every case is the same right not every opportunity for success is the same it's just an interesting i I'm, i'm a of course, for me, I'm learning a lot about OT. And I didn't realize that OT was very, very broad yet narrow. It does a lot. And it's and it's so important because I just merely go about my business. Wonderful stuff. I like that a lot. Now, with that said, uh, Zibby, how has that, that COVID, the pandemic, how has that impacted the overall treatment of uh, some of these uh, youth? Well, I think I speak for many therapists that it was a little bit of a learning curve at first. Um, last, you know, around this time last year, we all jumped into telehealth-based services, which was new for most of us. Um, and I've learned a lot um, by, by providing telehealth services um, throughout the pandemic. We've also learned about kids' sensory sensitivities. You know, it's um, hard to wear a mask in school all day for some kids. And some kids, it's a lot harder than others. Yeah. And so, you know, we've, we've worked on some new goals that are functional for, you know, improved hygiene practices or different hygiene practices. Um, but through telehealth um, at Cora, we've been able to really access um, kids in their home a lot more than usual, um, which I always love because then we get to see, you know, if we're working on, for example, brushing teeth. You know, what is your toothbrush set up at home? What is your bathroom design? What could we put up on the wall to help at home that maybe I might not have noticed if we've been in the clinic? Um, So actually I've had some really, really nice opportunities to kind of meet families where they are at home after that birth to three setting, which is when we would typically stop going into home. So that's been neat. Oh, I, I, here's a funny thing, because I know that everybody sees the the challenging of the, the, the pandemic. Everybody knows that. But I believe you just touched on something that is positive, that you were able to see certain things that maybe pre-pandemic you would not, but now you can. And it sort of made your overall care 
delivery a little bit better going forward too. You know, you, you'll always have this capabilities. You've learned so, so doggone much. I like that. Now, Gabrielle, let's talk about milestones. How do I know that my child, and I always have to, I've got a couple of kids. They're old. One just got married, FYI. So anyway, how do I know that uh, my children are meeting those, those uh, milestones? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, what I do is I Google. I go to the good old Google. The American Academy of Pediatrics is one of those sites that has, everybody has slightly different age ranges for certain milestones. But, you know, there are big things like walking, talking, rolling, um, writing, getting yourself dressed, things like that, that when your kiddos are at that appropriate age, say your, your child is two and they're not yet walking, that's a red flag. Um, and so if you're concerned, I would say look up like American Academy of Pediatrics and or talk to your pediatrician for someone who can really help you navigate, okay, do, do I need a referral to therapy or is my child, am I just you know, slightly worried, but it's not a big deal because everybody develops at different rates. But um, I think it is important to have that conversation with your pediatrician, yeah. especially, I guess, if you don't want to get too worried on the Google train. Yeah, that's that's a dual-edged sword. Doggone it, that is, because I guarantee you people just never naturally gravitate to the bad news. And so <laughs> it's not all bad, right, Zibby? I mean, like, like uh, Gabrielle is saying, it's like there are certain uh, development, uh, they, 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 they develop at different rates, whatever it might be. It's not all bad, right, Sidney? No, um, it's really normal that along these different developmental domains that you're going to see kids kind of on all these different curves for how they're gaining weight, how they're meeting motor milestones, how they're talking, um, how they're learning to dress themselves, and they'll kind of have these different trajectory points, and that's what's really neat. Each kid is so different. Um, but it can be really comforting if you aren't sure to have a trained professional help you get those yes. answers, even if that means you come in and get an evaluation and we say, you know what, they're in the normal range. You have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I just think that that's key. I mean, you don't, you don't have to be this sort of uh, person out in the desert trying to do this alone because of Cora and covers the services that are provided. And because, I mean, you guys have a deep bench of just skilled professionals within core that can definitely provide a tremendous amount of insight. So you're not alone. You know, I, I think that that's wonderful. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, core kids. What have you guys done in the community? This is to you, Gabrielle. See how I, I wasn't just gonna, I caught myself because I was ready to just sort of fire out a question to the, the world, whatever. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing in the community. How do you get that message out? What is, how do you just keep on going like that? How do we keep going? Yeah. That's a great, so community engagement is something that I love. I think it's really important. Um, here in Rocky Mount, we did a trunk or treat this past Halloween, socially distanced, uh. of course, um, because we felt like we were talking to a lot of our kids who were coming to the clinic and they weren't having a chance. They didn't have Halloween costumes. They didn't have any plans. So we, um, we threw them a little trunk or treat with some quality, you know, let's read a book with goats. We gave out free books and we had a, a large, we had our patients show up, but also individuals who weren't just from the individuals in the community who drove by and they said, Hey, you know what, let's get the kids dressed and come by. Um, but as far as getting the word out, I think that's also, we're very involved with early intervention and 
school-based services. So that's a lot of talking to the kids and the teachers in school. And they say, hey, you know what? I think we should talk to this parent about coming for outpatient services and whatnot. So yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I love it. So how does it, you know, I mean, you, you guys had me at, uh, let me look at my notes, core kids. I like kids. Absolutely. How do I get a hold of you, Zibby? Well, we are searchable through Google. That is a helpful Google search. If you're looking for outpatient school-based early intervention services, Google Quora Physical Therapy, and you'll be able to find um, where there might be Quora Kids therapists near you. See, I like that, man. And, and, <laughs> Google got a lot of shout Google is helpful. <laughs> Google's very helpful in that situation. You're going to find our locations, our phone numbers, and we are just happy to talk. See, I like that a lot. Way to go, Google. Thank you very much for... Uh, Thank you, Google. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you very much. Once again, everybody out there, this is... We're, we're, it's, it's OT Appreciation Month. How can you argue against that? We were talking about pediatrics. You guys nailed it. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much. All right. Listeners. Being here. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up on the inside. So stay tuned.